Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week we're doing a game rewatch, but we're not the ones that got to decide which game we were rewatching. We let Twitter decide. And uh, truth be told, I think that was a huge mistake. Yep. Big mistake. You guys suck. <laughs> I'm all, I mean, I'm all right with it. I'm pissing off our, our dozen of fans. Um, yeah. But, but I'm good yeah, with I it. mean, I, when I saw the four choices that Nathan put up, I was like, wait, the 1982 Women's National Championship game is an option and we're not just doing that? What the fuck? Underrated so, game. Yeah. I think it came in third, even in the Twitter poll. I don't have it in front of me, but. Uh, yeah. Second place was the Troy Edwards game, which was a loss, okay. but was. Would have been kind of fun to watch that because I hadn't seen any of these games watched, back. I have watched that game. I've watched the like ten minute highlight video that contains all of it, all of his catches, but I have not watched the entire game, which would probably be pretty boring because I think we lost like forty five badly to twenty yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I, mean, I guess not badly, but handedly. Yeah, I've seen that game, uh, but I was totally cool with this game because it's uh, got a funny little backstory to it between Evan and I and. It was a game that kind of ended the season on the ultimate high after what had been a really tumultuous campaign. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 I mean, I think for, against a former coach. Yeah, there were storylines, you know. And once I started watching it, I was like, okay, there's like this. This is the like substance fun, is there. Right? This is yeah. And it was fun to go back and remember something that I've already experienced too. Right? Like I've never watched the 2008 um, Independence Bowl. I've never watched the full what is it 98 game with troy edwards was that in 98 i'm not sure that was um, yeah 98 and then i've I've certainly never watched the texters national title game because i didn't know it was out there but that's the one we're doing next because that's what i that's what <laughs> we would have done if against their will yeah. yeah we'll do a twitter poll but all four options will be that game <laughs> yeah but i i mean there was some stuff to be excited about going into rewatching. so i wanted to start out by asking you guys like what what were you excited for going into like pulling up this YouTube stream and and watching it? Were there any, you know, storylines or players you were excited to see again, you know, uh, from, from back, what, almost four, four years, years ago now? Four years. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't care less about really seeing Jamar because I think he's one of the most overrated athletes in Louisiana Tech's recent history. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Hot take, hot. hot take. Hot take, Matt. Uh, the the yeah. coolest part about going back was uh, when I saw the box score just laughing because <laughs> how insanely skewed. Because I remember that game very, very well. I was living uh, at the time at my mother-in-law's home and I was upstairs clinging to the three megabits per second Wi-Fi, hoping I could get a good enough stream to watch it. And the first, I don't get too ahead of ourselves here, but the first play of the game was a fumbled handoff that resulted in a turnover and the Bulldogs had the ball and I just this and you just look at the score and it was like a sign of things to come and the escalating snapchats between Evan and I where we were just like uh and then it became like all capitals uh and then it was like my all-time infamous snap which I know he kept and so did I is me staring at the screen with the selfie saying the fuck is going on right now uh just bewildered at the score so the first the thing i was excited about most about going back and looking at this game was uh just seeing all the scoring plays because there were a lot of points scored yeah what i was excited for was actually watching the first quarter of this game because i was on an airplane when this game kicked off heading back flying into new orleans to go home for christmas and it was you missed like all the points Hey, yeah, I just moved up to point. Virginia. I got off the plane. I couldn't get a Wi-Fi on the, on the plane. I got off the plane, checked my phone, and tech is up 20 nothing or whatever it was. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, it was 21-3 to three at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And it was uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, the plan was to go to a restaurant and watch the rest of the game. I think we pieced out of the restaurant even by the third quarter just because at that point I'd, it had been yeah. a long day and didn't feel like watching garbage time for, for another hour. <laughs> well, but, I just want to get this out because the most startling thing from this whole thing, and I, when I pulled up the box score, the first thing I did was laugh at the score. And then when I read some of the team stats is when I really started to like holler with laughter 
LaTeX had zero turnovers. SMU had six. Yep. Yeah. That's, and that's I just, the game right there. I <laughs> just fucking lost it at that. And it is the game. Yeah. Because you Play take, the outro music. <laughs> we're done. And I, just, <laughs> like, I, just, I just said, oh my God, I forgot that there were so many turnovers in this game. And I forgot that Amik defecated on their quarterback in the yeah. first quarter. Uh, so it was. it's a really fun game to go back and watch if you like high scoring games. You the first half is fun to go back and watch, uh, yeah. but at one point to go back to your turnovers point. At one point, the commentary brings up the fact that when he says it, SMU had run eleven offensive plays and three of them had resulted in turnovers. <laughs> oh man! Wow, that's. Yeah. I mean, it was it was tough to watch at times, and we'll get into the like play by play pretty much. But you know, going in, I was I was curious to see how much of this game was like Tech being good versus SMU just being in a really bad situation and with they were leaving and, and Sonny Dykes taking over and like Chad Morris left for Arkansas and took the entire offensive staff the with him, except for this one poor grad assistant guy who's like left there <laughs> like I'll call the plays coach I'll be in. isn't and Chad Morris this no happens. oh yeah he got he got shit canned like a year and a half in because it was yeah. awful like they were awful what a surprise so that was another interesting thing was hearing the commentators late in this game talking about how you know chad morris was really sad to leave his guys but it was like a great opportunity <laughs> and they're gonna build something wonderful yeah, at arkansas was like ooh, that motherfucker went like one and 19 at arkansas he so was no. bad yeah and it wasn't even just like rebuild bad it was like no this guy doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> kind of bad like so uh because my uncle um not Uncle Rolf, who lives in Fayetteville, surprisingly. Um, but Uncle Kurt, who lives in Austin, is uh, is a huge Arkansas fan. He went there, and he he was not a fan of the Chad Morris era. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, why don't we get started here? Why don't we go through this game as if we just watched it for the first time? Yes, I'm pouring my bottle of wine now. I just love wine. I don't know what you guys' stance is on it, but if you ever come up yeah, to Kansas I'm City, good with there wine. will be... Well, if you ever come up to Kansas City, there will be wine in the refrigerator, along with uh, what I was referencing earlier, Bellinis, which Catherine said she likes. Yeah, I'm having a, a great raft life itself. Key lime pie goes up. So that sounds hey, that's awful. A good one. Probably handcrafted in Shreveport, Louisiana. Ugh. Probably like several of the players who played in this game. There we go. Yes, about yeah, that game. My, my transition was going to be, it looked like Southern Miss either came out asleep or possibly drunk after one too many Bellinis. <laughs> but either yeah, way. first play of the game uh-huh. after the kickoff, first offensive play of the game for Southern Methodist is a fumble on a run play on the handoff and uh-huh. Tech recovers. Yep. It's a pretty good start to a game. Yeah, Jalen Ferguson with the fumble yep. recovery there, Jay by Fer- the way. Um, Russell Ferris, number 31, he's a linebacker, got in there and uh, knocked the ball out. So, yeah, it was kind of like weird because the announcers were like, oh, he fumbled. <laughs> it was like it wasn't like the normal excitement of like, oh, the ball's loose. Who, no, who comes up was, with it? It was just like, oh, he he, he fumbled. He got it. <laughs> yeah. Was SMU on their backup quarterback or like third string quarterback? Was that? No, this was their guy. Uh. Yeah. And they had their two like highly touted wide receivers, I think both of whom are in the NFL now. One of whom played against my school, uh, his uh, played against my high school when he was a highly touted wide receiver at a barb high school. And I remember he got, he got like buck and he got buck in one of our defensive backs faces. Whenever he scored the only touchdown SMU scored, they were down 51 10. Yeah. I just remember laughing at him. I was like, what are you getting buck for pal? You're losing by 41 points. Let's see. Trey Quinn plays. For, oh, this is fun. Trey Quinn currently plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. So in ah. practice, he gets to go up against a meek, which is yeah. fun because that happens some in this game. So, yeah, uh, Tech Tech takes over after the fumble on the first play and kind of marches right down into um, pretty much to like the five yard line. Right. But um, yeah, they uh, go three and out. Oh, did they? Yeah, they kick a yeah, it's, it's three and out, but they get the ball at the 25 yard line. Oh, right. Are okay. able to move thinking it to the 19. A, I'm thinking of a later turnover. Spoiler alert, yeah. I guess. But Jonathan Barnes comes out to get the first points of the game and give Tech the lead, and he misses the 37 yard field goal. The only yeah. one he missed to this game. It, yeah, not great. Very uh, close to a second one later in the game, but yeah. 
Also, I noticed that Sonny Dykes was really hyped that he missed this field goal. Like, like a little <laughs> too hype, I thought. But, um, you know, all right. Oh, and heads so, up, uh, Trey Quinn was just uh, waived uh, five days ago. Okay, well. He was placed on the in- on the injured reserve list, actually. He has been injured a lot since he uh, got to the NFL. Mm. I can well, only assume it's psychological damage from Amik lining up against him in practice. Oh, God, that's that man that shut me down. <laughs> yeah, so missed field goal to start out with. Not great, but, you know, okay. It's just a weird start to a game, right? Like a very up and down first minute of, of game time. Yes. Yeah, and the roller coaster ride wouldn't stop there. Uh, Southern, Miss, Southern Methodist takes over at their own 20. This is going to be I'm not yeah, the just first time I'm going to make that so you don't yeah. get confused. <laughs> Smooth takes over at their own 20. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, yes. to start to gain some success, they achieve the first first down of the game on the third drive total. Uh, and then another first down. And then on second down, second and 10 on the Louisiana Tech side of the field, uh, it, the first interception, a second turnover, Cedric Cooper is the one that picks this one off and returns it 31 yards all the way back to the SMU 30. Yeah, and this will be a theme of mine throughout this, but it was totally caused that that bad throw was caused um, by the pass rush of Tech. And I mean, I don't know if it was a a scheme thing or what, but um, it was obviously Blake Baker still. So a little bit more of an aggressive um, mentality with blitzing and everything. but. We really brought some pressure in this game, and I think that was a big reason why, you know, these interceptions kept kept happening. Spoiler and it was alert, wonderful. Yeah, really, really great. But uh, Davon Washington, who was another linebacker for Tech, came in unchecked on the edge and kind of forced Hicks to make an early throw that was way behind whatever receiver he was targeting. And and it was even behind Cooper who was trailing behind the receiver. So he had to like turn and make a kind of bobble catch behind him, but um, behind, behind, behind anyway. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I just said the word behind a lot. So yeah, it, was pretty, it, more it, was, time. it was definitely painful to hear. Something about butts. Anyway, tech takes over and, the issue was that in this game very early on, it seemed like the defense wanted to win this game. And the offense just didn't because Tech takes over and immediately has a delay of game penalty. And it feels kind of like, well, if we don't ever get a pick six, we may never score any points in this game because the offense <laughs> just continuously shoots themselves in the foot. But then Tech starts getting some momentum. They, they gain a few yards here, a few yards there, eventually end up inside the 10-yard line first and go at the six. Boston Scott for five yards. Boston Scott for a loss of one. Boston Scott gets that yard back, and now it's fourth and goal at the one-yard line. And Skip Holtz goes for it. Yeah. Just one crazy hey, motherfucker. Bowl game skip. Bowl game, bowl skip. game skip. Big dick skip. Will Barrel first ball sack skip. Jesus. I know what I'm about, son. I, I know I'm not about that. But yeah, so now Tech <laughs> actually does have the first lead in the game, and Jonathan Barnes hits the extra point now that all the pressure of scoring the first points is off of him. And Southern Methodist gets the ball back because that's how football works. And two plays later, or three plays, I guess, on third down, Ben Hicks throws a ball right to Amik Robertson, who returns it for 45 yards and the first pick six of the first half. Notice he says the first pick six. It only gets better. Little zone look there from Tech's defense. And so Amik wasn't directly covering the guy, um, but there was a defensive lineman that dropped back in coverage and. Um, I guess Hicks saw that and tried to take advantage of it, and he just threw it straight to Amik, like just straight to him. It was pretty funny. Um, and Amik was very hype, which got me very hype. That was a very fun thing to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, watching Amik is just such a joy. Like he's just so fun to has, watch. Has not been in the NFL. Well, give him time. Has not has everyone can be chance, like Snead. Yeah. Yeah, Snead had a pretty good game last night against the 49ers. But anyway, yeah, so Meek uh, was having a great game thus far, and it would only get better. Finally, yeah. SMU has a drive that doesn't end in a turnover, and they score a field goal <laughs> next. Yeah, and, and on this drive, I mean, you're kind of – I was kind of thinking, like, okay, SMU is moving the ball, actually. Like, they're not – like, it's not as bad as I remember it being, like, where they just couldn't do anything at all. Like, this this drive specifically, they come out and answer with a really good kickoff return. Um, 
you know, so they have good field position for once. And then they drive down to Tech's eight-yard line. And again, uh, to talk about Amik, on third and, like, second and three from the six-yard line, Amik is, like, yelling at the quarterback and, like, waving his arm, like, hey, throw it, throw it to Sutton. Um, And, you know, like, telling him, like, hey, challenge me. And Sutton then is like, yeah, do it. And so they're both, like, waving their arms at the quarterback. And then the play call was a run up the middle that got no no gain. So <laughs> it was kind of like, oh man, I wish I kind of wish he would have thrown it to him on that play just to see what would happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, they settled for that field goal there because Tech's defense, you know, stood tall uh, there in the red zone. Yeah, but Tech couldn't even let SMU have the great kick return on the night because Jacquees Stancy receives the kickoff and takes it back sixty five yards down to the Mustang twenty six yard line. And yet another good field position opportunity for Louisiana Tech. Did you see the 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 no no foul for tripping on the play call? <laughs> Did you the, yes. the rep goes, there's no foul for tripping on the play. Number five missed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they show the replay and the kicker tried to like literally slide tackle Dancy like as if they were playing soccer. Like he just tried to slide into him and, and take him out. And he just, uh, the way that I play FIFA and I just spam the, yeah, the square exactly. button and try to take everybody out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's like, that's like a red card right away, Nathan. Yeah. And then I turn off red cards. Video games are fun. That's ballsy. Uh, and this drive was also pretty fun because it only took five plays before J. Mar threw a screen pass out to Teddy Veal, mm. who shook everyone out oh, of their man. shoes and ended up in the end zone for six points. Teddy Veal, surprisingly fun to watch in this game. I, I, don't have a lot of like memory of him being dominant or anything, but very, very good in this game. Teddy Veal cutlets. I said what I thank said, you, guys. Th- thank you, thank you for your contribution. I uh, said what I, I said. Yeah, I believe he was. Uh, yeah, in this year, this 2017 year, he was the at least co-newcomer of the year in Conference USA. Yeah. yeah. So he had impressed the media or the conference at large. But yeah, you're right, Evan. I I never really think back and say oh wow i really miss teddy veal you know we always say but we always say like oh who's gonna be the carlos henderson or who's gonna be the the trent taylor like we never say who's gonna be the teddy veal on this team you know what i mean so that is correct um, he's still uh carlos henderson still puttering around in saskatchewan interesting on a football team or just did he can't get around to the airport yeah he signed a contract extension through the 2022 season on january 6th of this year hey Good for him. him. 2017, 74 catches, 950 yards, seven touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. But what was pretty bad was the commentary on this when they go to the replay. Uh, I think it was the color guy when talking about this play. He says, and I'm quoting here, as they say in Louisiana, there's speed and then there's Louisiana speed. Brutal. Uh, My dude, nobody has ever said that before. I I just I had to sit there and think about wh- why it's not like the worst thing a commentator has ever said, uh, is... but it was just it took you out of the experience of the fact that tech is now up 21 to three. Yeah, yeah it's just a silly thing to say. And then next drive, Southern Methodist ends a drive without a turnover or points as they punt the ball and tech goes and punts the ball as well. And then now with. 11 minutes and 31 seconds left in the second quarter. The third play of this drive for SMU, Ben Hicks throws another interception (laughs) and another pick six Uh, to Daryl Lewis. I think this is at the point I sent Evan the the fuck's going on right now. Snapchat. So one thing I wanted to note about Tech's previous drive was there was an attempted trick play by Tech where it was a double reverse pass from Teddy Veal to Jamar right. that Jamar yes. just didn't catch, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and uh, Nathan, you had a tweet from this game where um, at the end of the game you tweeted out the QBRs. I don't know if you remember this, but I you don't. Said, but you said, "Fun fact: um, Teddy Veal had a higher QBR than Ben Hicks did in this game, and it, it was true. His <laughs> 0 for one stat line was better, according to ESPN, than uh, than Ben Hicks's. So, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Daryl Lewis pick six, and again, it was it was pressure up front from Tech that kind of caused an early decision, but also, I mean, we talked a little bit about this earlier, how they had a GA calling the offense, and I just 
I can't help but wonder at this point if it's like, okay, they're just running the most vanilla set that they possibly can. And tech is like throwing all these different looks at them that they're just, they can't do anything about because they're calling such a simple, simplistic offense. But that's, um, that's almost more confusing to me because simple offenses are supposed to be like they're, they would end in more three and outs or more punts than, than turnovers. Usually the sim- simplicity is supposed to keep you holding on to the ball and keep the offense just running, even if it's not running particularly well or dynamically. I stakes too, but, um, and, and also the worse that it gets, the more that you have to try. I mean, the first play of the game was a turnover on a fumble and then they threw an interception on the next one after that. Once you, once you've gone over two on drives where both of them ended in turnovers you start to force things a little bit more because now you're trying to come back and trying to prove that you can throw things that aren't interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that like even the pressure of like, hey, they had a pretty good season. They they were really high powered, like top 10 offense. And then you come in and you, and Ben Hicks is probably like putting way too much pressure on himself just because he's like, no, I want to like go out and win, even though we're in this weird situation where we kind of can't win. <laughs> Um, which I'm yeah. pretty sure SMU was still favored in this game by Vegas, which is like, I mean, I know we went six and six, but geez, that is, uh, yeah. I've never bet on sports, but like, man, looking back, I'm like, dude, how did I not bet on this game? Yeah. Even ESPN's <laughs> like, win probability as the game started had a 69% chance for a Mustang victory. That is, and this was the season that we lost four games by one, one possession. Yeah. Yeah, right. That was one so, my point early on. They they mentioned that at the beginning of the game. Yeah, the we tech were one has, and four in one possession games. Yeah, which sounds bad, but it also just to me sounds like Tech is unlucky. Yeah, I wonder what Tech that, is a better team than their record shows. And now you just did the unluckiest post, right? And like, weren't yes. three games from this season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I and, don't know. And one was one was on the luckiest one though too. So it it, it doesn't quite yeah. average out. But this is, was a weird year. Weird tech year. where they won the games they weren't supposed to and well won yep. games that they didn't perform well in and then lost games that they did perform well in. And the fucking South Carolina game wasn't even one of the unluckiest ones. Yeah, so. how'd that go? Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um and then I also I did generate uh the win expectancy for this game, but we can talk about that in a little bit um, okay. when we wrap it up because I'm I want y'all to guess what the post game win expectancy was for tech. But while we're still here in the first half. There's that second pick six. Then SMU kind of sustains a drive for a little bit, but it ends in a punt uh, after Legarius Sneed gets a sack on Ben Hicks. Just an awful. Oh, I would man. hate to be Ben Hicks on this day. This is going to oh, be yeah. the, like you wake <laughs> up with like you wake up giving a lecture without any pants on. And then this would be the second worst stream that you could ever imagine <laughs> playing in this game. Yeah, he I mean, he got abused here, especially in this first half where. I mean, there was a three and out where <clears throat> right after the pick six um, by Daryl Lewis, there's a three and out where Deldrick Canty comes in and and sacks him on third and long. And just like he didn't even have a chance. It was Canty was just in the backfield, which it's so one thing I noticed was like I mentioned earlier that the defensive line was creating a lot of pressure. But Deldrick Canty was very impressive in this game. And honestly, I don't know if I've heard his name since this game. So. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think he's up to now? Do you think he's still playing football? You think he's like a, a used car salesman? You know, he's a former defensive lineman. He was a senior. This was his last game for Tech. Uh, I think he's... It's like a little trivia, where are they now? He, he's. A, I'll split the difference. He's a new car salesman. Okay. Matt, you got any any guesses on what... Uh, CFL? He is in the, he plays for the Green Bay Blizzards of the Indoor Green, Football okay. League. Ooh. Football. Yeah. So I can't he was believe actually, the Green Bay Blizzard's still around. He was actually, um, I believe, in Frisco this past weekend to play the Frisco Fighters of the Indoor Football League. So, man, I can't um, believe the fucking Green Bay Blizzards. They were around whenever the Bozier Shreveport Battle Wings were around. They were an AF2 team. They're still, Jesus Christ, it is the original franchise. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't even know that. They've been around since 2003. Do you realize how hard it is to keep an arena football team around that long? The (laughs) The arena football league folded. So that's that's crazy. (laughs) It folded twice. (laughs) Yeah. The only teams that really ever lasted in arena football league that had substantial attendance were the Philadelphia Soul and the Arizona Rattlers, where good old Cody Sokol of La Tech ended up. But yeah, that's uh, pretty cool that uh, Green Bay still around. I recognize Tampa Bay Storm from when the Voodoo existed as well. 
Um, also, you're aware of at least who used to own the Philadelphia Soul, right, Matt? The Philadelphia Soul, uh, John Bon Jovi. Yep. Uh-oh. I, I do know uh, that. <laughs> moving on real fast before we... <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, but Nathan, you mentioned Sneed had a couple... He, he had a sack. Um, I thought that this two-play sequence kind of foreshadowed his NFL rookie season. And I think at this point he's a sophomore um, in this game in 2017, but he blanketed Sutton going downfield and kind of like, you know, that there was a lot of contact between both of them, but it was not called because it was, you know, back and forth between the receiver and the defender. But then the very next play, he comes right up the middle and just sacks uh, Hicks, like, you know, unimpeded. And it was like, Oh man, I saw him do that to Drew Brees last year. Hey, I remember that. Um, and also to Tom Brady, which was much more enjoyable for me. But, but it did not end well. Yeah, for... unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Sneedle, Sneedle have another chance at a we hope so. party. So, um, yeah, but but Sneed kind of single-handedly ended that drive for for the Mustangs. That he did. And then we talked earlier about Teddy Veal and how he may be quiet good throughout most of the season. But this drive, he was loud good. Uh, he had a 44-yard reception from Jamar, and then mm. two plays later, a 27-yard touchdown reception from Jamar to put Tech on top now 35-3 to with five minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, but my man Jamar was fucking slinging it, too. Uh, this, this dude was facing well, pressure and just throwing dimes. Like, he was, he was on one in this first half. You want to take a guess how many passes he's thrown at this point? I don't know, probably like 10? Nine. Okay. It's easy to stand and, and yeah, face <laughs> when you when you don't have to do it very often. You can you can go take a nap on the sideline, then come back out and, <laughs> and do it again. Uh, just an aside: the Arizona Rattlers are the oldest team in indoor football as of this year. They have been around since the year I was born, nineteen ninety two. Wow! And their average attendance is fifteen thousand. Dang! Those are Arizonians love their indoor football. But yeah, hey, it is hot as shit there. So. Yeah, I was about to say, if I was, if I was an yeah. Arizonian, I'd be indoor as much as possible. Yes. So. Yeah, but also Teddy Veal having a great game, you know. No cutlets. Yes. Had too, had too much wine. Yeah. Not having a good game, though, ben is Hicks. the entire Mustang <laughs> roster. This yeah. time it's not Ben Hicks, but it <laughs> is. The, the entire institution of SMU was having a bad game. Uh, they are kind of had a bad few decades if you jump back in they time have. long enough. Uh, Braden West. Uh, takes a handoff and fumbles the ball. I believe again. Was he the one that fumbled it the first time? No, that was Xavier Jones. So yet another SMU running back fumbles the ball and Tech recovers. Huh. Teddy Veal is currently a graduate assistant at Louisiana Tech. Interesting. I, I didn't know good, that. Good for you, Ted Veal Cutlets. Yeah. That fumble I wrote in my notes, it was just like, it's comedy at this point. Like, it's just... This was where Matt and I, like, stopped yeah. being surprised and just started being like, or I, I mean, said, okay. Okay. I, I said, stop, stop. He's already dead. Yeah. Pretty yeah I much. think I got my appetizers at the walk-ons by now. Yeah. Also, uh, after after that yeah. fumble, Tech's average drive starting position was the SMU 21-yard line. That is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Just ridiculous. Not a stat you see every day. Yeah, and the the announcer at that point was like, "Man, the last time we showed this graphic, it was the SMU thirty yard line, and we thought that was crazy." <laughs> yeah, so That's, at that point, you just want to give up on it. <laughs> yeah, and this drive started at the SMU thirty after that fumble, and this was really the Boston Scott drive. He didn't really well, I guess by quantity, this was the Boston Scott drive: three yard gain, one yard gain, an offsides penalty on fourth down, a three yard gain, a two yard gain. Which, when you're on the thirty yard line, I mean, those are Decent chunks to pick up. And then Jamar finds Cam McKnight for an 11-yard touchdown pass. My, my thing about Boston Scott was that I feel like I never appreciated how, how good he was when he was actually at Tech. But just watching him, like you're, you're reading these yardages, right? Three run th- or three yards, one yard, three yards, two yards. Like he should have been tackled behind the line in all of those runs. And he found a way to make three yards out of it. So like that was just really fun to watch and like kind of appreciate that more than I did in the, in the moment, you know, just like, holy shit, this guy can make the first guy miss every single time. Um, and yeah, then God, Jamar's throw to McKnight here. Just fuck man. All right. What I would have given, given to have <laughs> like quarterback play like that last year. Jesus. Oh boy. <laughs> or even in some of the, I mean, or this year, 
or even the rest of 2017. Yeah. I mean, this was yeah, Jamar when he's confident, he is good. The same thing with the Arkansas game. Same thing with with a, there. There are a handful of very good Jamar games. The issue becomes when he's not confident and not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Things didn't always turn out too well. But this game, he was feeling it. Um, a large part thanks to the defense. But that defense finally on the next drive gives a little too much. And Southern Methodist scores their first touchdown of the game. It would also be their only touchdown of the game. As with 15 seconds left, Ben Hicks throws to the right color jersey this time and finds <laughs> Trey Quinn for a nine-yard touchdown pass. Which he yeah. got pretty, insanely excited about. Yeah, and pretty much the only time that Amit got beat in this game. Um, I I tried to keep count of the targets that went against him and... One of them was like a screen pass where he was getting blocked before the pass was thrown. One was a pick six. Um, and one was on that on that drive at the end of the half. He gave up 12 yards. Um, Tech was kind of playing prevent at that point. So um, just kind of a soft zone cover that was a Meeks guy caught the ball. And then, yeah, that but that touchdown was the only time they really targeted a Meek um, other than the pick six. <laughs> so. He pretty much shut down Quinn or Sutton, whichever one he was covering um, the whole game. Yeah. And this was his true freshman season. So wow. we knew what we had in him by that point. Yeah. Though. Crazy. It was that yeah, long we, ago. We, we had known for, for a few games now what we had in him. And Tech, with 15 seconds left, tries to put a little something together. They get the ball at their own 47-yard line after a weird kickoff and a pretty decent return by Bobby Holly. That's fun to say. I, it's been a while since I've said that name out loud. Bobby Holly. And uh, after an incomplete pass and another get about halfway there with another pass to Adrian Hardy, time expires. And we go into halftime. And at halftime, I stopped taking notes because I was bored <laughs> yeah. when I watched this game live and I was bored when I was rewatching yeah. it. Yeah. Nathan didn't realize that you could uh, put YouTube videos on like two, yeah, two, two times. Speed. I, I knew you could. I just didn't think about it in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching the first half on 1.5, and then I, I ratcheted up the second half a little bit more. But um, how did you guys feel at halftime? I mean, trying to think over. back. Yeah, well. I mean, it was it was over. At that point, it was just – at that point, it was trying to figure out who was going to win, like, most valuable player, uh, stuff like that. I was just I, – I was having too good of a time. What, what, what exactly is it you're getting at, though? Like, what were you looking for? Yeah, I mean – I was just kind of curious, like, you know, since we're playing Sonny Dykes, you know, did we ever score 42 points in one half with Sonny Dykes as our coach? So maybe he's going into halftime being hmm. like, you know, and and one thing that came to my mind when we rewatched it just now was, do you think that Dykes went into the locker room and was like, hey, I was down with these guys like 39 to 13 against Texas A&M and we came back and made it a game and like. It's not over till it's over, you know, that kind of shit. Or do you think he was just like, hey, guys, just like have fun and don't get hurt? No, I think I he think... walked into the locker room and said, hi, my name is Sonny. I'll be the head coach next year because I don't think he'd even talk to these guys before. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So do you guys think that we scored 42 walked points? Walked in, in... and resigned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, God, uh, this is the team I'm taking over. Yeah. Uh, 42 points and a half for Sonny Dykes. Uh, yeah. Maybe against Idaho. That is correct. We did score which, 42 one time which, in 2012. Which also, their first offensive play of that game was a uh, fumbled snap after they returned the opening kickoff half a yard, and then they fumbled the snap at like the two-yard line, and then Kenneth Dixon on the very next play brought it in for a touchdown. Yep. And I remember looking up at Evan at the yep. game, and he said, we're showing them who's the bitch. <laughs> I remember that very, very distinctly. How I many just, points did we score in that first half? Do you Evan, remember that? And that first half, was it 50-something? It was 56, yes. Yeah, I was going to say 54. We 55, scored 35 but, in the first quarter yeah, and 21 was, in the second quarter. <laughs> it was very bad. I remember the band of pride whenever the kicker for Idaho was kicking. Yep, that's a good story about this. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait, and you know his name was, right? Vanderbeek. It's something weird. Like, <laughs> that was Farquad. Farquad, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was something ridiculous. I remember that. And the band went, ah, when he. Oh, yeah. Well, we were cheering for him when he, you know, when he was trying to, like, he was shooting or kicking into the net. We were cheering as if he made the game winning kick. Oh, man. And he was like, he took a bow at the end of his practice section. It's Farquhar was his actual name, Trey Farquhar. But I cracked up because 
I looked yeah. back at Evan and I had just showed you who little B was earlier on the way to teriyaki grill in Ruston. And, uh, you just looked at me, yeah, he just looked at me and said, we're showing them who's the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. That God. was brutal. Also showed SMU who the bitch was because this was brutal too. Yeah. And we were talking about being bored, but really the second half was brutal. Even if this wasn't a blowout game, let me just read the drives real quick. This is the rest of the game right here, just on the drive chart. Tech scores a field goal, SMU punts. Tech scores a field goal, SMU's punts, punt, 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 punt. <laughs> tech scores a field goal. There's a fumble. Tech turns it over on downs, and then there's the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> just brutal. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I even have anything to talk about. I mean, Boston Scott kind of turned it on in the second half a little bit. Um, ends up with over 100 yards uh, by midway through the third quarter. Um, Jamar actually missed. Teddy Veal, who was wide open in the end zone on one of the one of those field goals. So um, Veal could have even had an even better game. But yeah, and I don't think I even really did that justice with especially that run of five punts in a row. Uh, three by SMU, two by Tech. So here's how many plays were run on each of those drives. These are all drives that ends in punts. SMU four plays, Tech four plays, SMU three plays, Tech three plays, SMU three plays. Yeah. Mm. Like three and out, three or both the first two, you get a first down, then go three and out. Both teams just wanted to end the game. Yeah, it was pretty ugly at that point. Yeah. And again, I think Tech's defense was just like too good to allow SMU to do anything at this point with how vanilla they were approaching the game. Like they just didn't have any creativity to their play calling. And I, I don't blame the guy who's calling their plays who I did check to see like if this was his only, you know, if, if he like got shunned after this. but. <laughs> he actually did end up get hiring. His name is GJ Kinney. He was a quarterback um, and then became an like a GA, you know, under Chad Morris. And Chad Morris actually did hire him at Arkansas. I guess he just stayed at SMU uh, to coach that game for some reason. But currently he is hmm. the co-offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at UCF. So good for oh, him, I guess. Yeah. He didn't let yeah. this this get him down for too long. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, and meanwhile, Tech put in Weston Elliott for a drive. Yeah, I put in my notes that the Weston Elliott experience was such a wild ride. Um, he he threw it straight to a defender who dropped it, and that probably would have been a pick six if he hadn't dropped it. Interesting. So. Chad Morris is now the head coach of a good buddy of mine's alma mater, Allen High School in Allen, Texas. Huh. So he's before not too he, far, not Before too far he was from that SMU, he was a Texas high school guy, and like he was. that's why he was uh, really highly touted. So I think he's yeah. really good. You know, and he wasn't bad at SMU, but it was just wasn't great either. Yeah, it was one of those situations where Arkansas was kind of desperate to get something coming and they just didn't. He's just well, not he built had for that a, level. He had a hellaciously great high school coaching career. And Allen is that school that's got a sixty five million dollar bold football stadium. So uh, I'm sure he'll do very fine. There's football stadium costs more than the high school that I attended. Put it that way. Yeah. Oh, I did think of one thing that we can talk about in the second half, and that's one of Jonathan Barnes' field goals. Oh, yeah. That doinks and goes in to provide some entertainment to a bleak second half. Well, bleak's not the right word. Uh, uninspired second half. His reaction was kind of funny about that, too. <laughs> you know, the hands on the heads. Can't believe that you just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That just reminded me of the uh, quadruple doink from the rice game last season, which is just, uh, which I retweeted earlier today from our, our pals, CUSA refs. Good stuff. Love doinks. It's always fun. Doinks, doinks are better than normal field goals. Changed my mind. But yeah, so that's the end of this game. 51 to tech tech takes it. I said earlier that I ran the win expectancy formula for this game. What do you want to bet tech's win expectancy was after this game? Can it be more than a hundred percent? Is that possible? It, can be more than 100 percent it can also be less than than zero percent are you serious wow okay um so i know it takes so remind me what it takes into effect right it, it takes it, explosiveness which or is how many yeah when you do it when you run a play successfully how many yards do you gain on average on successful plays okay so it doesn't matter if you throw a bunch of incomplete passes when you do complete it if they all go for 40 yards then your explosiveness is high Okay. There's efficiency, which is how great you do on a per play basis. So efficiency yeah, like, would mean you gain a few yards every single play and you don't go backwards too often. Yeah, you gain Dry half, finishing. half the yardage on first down, like two thirds yeah. of the yardage on second down. Yeah, so on and so forth. Okay. 
dry finishing or how many points you score per trip inside the opponent's 40-yard line, your average starting field in, field position, and turnovers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with higher than 100% for this one because we had six turnovers. We forced six turnovers. They had Tech gave up the ball zero times. We had a ton of drives inside the 40 and finished on at least, you know, 80% of them, I would think. So I'm going maybe like 102%. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? 200%. Oh, Evan, Evan was, was closer. It's 100.85%. Ah, wow. Yeah, I haven't actually seen one of these that are above 100 for tech. I've seen a few that were below zero, but this is <laughs> possibly the best played game by tech if you're just looking at these five things. Yeah, dry finishing is, I mean, we've talked about turnovers with six by the Mustangs and zero by tech, but trips inside 40. So every if you combine every time... SMU crossed Tech's 40-yard line. They scored 0.75 points per trip. Oh, Tech scored 3.7 points per trip. So Tech averaged a little more than a field goal per time. They got down towards the other side of the field. And SMU just kept turning the ball over. Yeah, I mean, and I think Hicks also fumbled like two more times, but one of his offensive linemen fell on it. So it could have been worse. Yeah. Hard to believe. Hard, Hard to believe, yeah. Right, yeah. Tech only had, you know, like, let's see, 357 total yards and we put up 51 points. That's amazing. That is I mean, it's that defense. Is I miss Blake yeah. Baker. Isn't he in Miami? Yeah, what's Blake Baker up to these days? He's in Miami. He was in Miami. He was in Miami. Then he went to LSU, I think. He is. Yeah. He's yep. the linebacker's coach. Linebacker coach. Yep. Hmm. Originally from Houston, Texas. Played college ball at Tulane. Did not know that Blake Baker was a Green Wave alum. Poor bastard. If you Google him, the image that Google shows is definitely not him, and it's a Falcons player. That's interesting. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about about this game? Because oh. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, wow. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to shout out the Band of Pride for the "If you're winning and you know it" chant. Uh, first of oh, all, yeah. with like two minutes left, that clearly showed up on TV. So that was awesome. Um, and then there was also a post game, um, moment with the band of pride that wasn't in this, um, YouTube video that we watched, but I remembered it fondly from, uh, Twitter cause I wasn't there in person, but, uh, what happened there, Nathan? <clears throat> yeah. Well, the football team walked over to the band, the band started playing and it's a pretty short video. So let's just listen to it. You gotta love Nick. Yeah. Well, except the fact that all LSU fans say that La Tech ripped it off and that we disgraced the song. I mean, yeah, as LSU if they ripped it off. Yeah, yeah, as if they didn't rip it off from Southern. But okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, uh, the coolest thing about this is something we can't, you know, demonstrate with the podcast, but the football team is like climbing up into the stands and like dancing with the band. And man, I'm fucking jealous of all of you people in band at this time that got to experience that because like we had some cool moments where the team would come over and like dance to neck and like i remember um one of the players i think it was lennon creer would like do backflips and shit and that was awesome but like they never climbed up into the stands and started dancing with us so that that's awesome and yeah i think josh tweeted out a video of this and that was like where lsu people were getting <laughs> on it being like you can't play neck yeah. what are you doing even though we took it from a historically black college that we consistently rip off. Right. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was just happy for that at the end of the game because it allowed everyone to wake up a little bit more before they had to drive either home or back to their hotels. <laughs> what a time that was. Yeah. Wasn't a super exciting game. 
but it was definitely. But it was early. early. It was, but I think that's the issue. It's still awesome. that we think back about the game and we think about uh, tech not even being favored to jumping out ahead and it being this crazy wild ride, and then no one remembers anything about the second half, so you you don't even thought, think about it. It was like uh, trying to get off Mr. Bones's wild ride in the second half. <laughs> yeah, and I think like this reminded me of the Sonny Dykes era at Tech other than that our defense was also really good in this yes. game. So if if Tech had that defense with that offense in Sonny Dykes era, we would have been talking about a uh oh yeah, a BCS bowl uh, for sure, if not an Orange Bowl victory. So, I guess yeah. Sonny got a got a taste of the old medicine with what he should have had if Tommy Spangler wasn't a an illiterate fifth grader calling defensive plays. <laughs> <laughs> how'd the illiterate kid get to fifth grade <laughs> i don't know social promotion i guess what is what is tommy Sp- is he still at he presbyterian is, he is. i think at presbyterian to this day Go blue yeah. hose. uh i remember that there was another coach at la tech uh kim dameron i think he was the defensive coordinator skips first year and he ended up at eastern illinois university so when we played them i yelled fuck you kim dameron when we went to the game uh, I don't think he heard me though. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Tommy Spangler yeah. is the current head he's coach been there of a Presbyterian. Long time. He's I think he's been at Presbyterian since he left uh Latte. Yeah, he was their DC after uh after getting unceremoniously fired from tech. Yeah. Yeah, but while we won't get a chance to let those coaches know how we feel about them, we'll have another chance to yell at Sonny Dykes soon enough this season because tech will play Southern Methodist this time in Dallas, right? So no, this one at tech. No, it's at tech. It's this was at Tech. It's a home yeah. at home. I forgot which one came first. Technically, it would have been University Park, but you were close enough. They write. They they have a script Dallas on their front. They can't just put something that they're not <laughs> in, right? Well, the game's in Ruston. First game of the season, right? No, that's no, uh, no, no it's to be State. The third game of the season. Oh, okay. So we're just gonna start off zero and four. Got it. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh. Wait, are we gonna lose four times to Mississippi State or yes? Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's September 18th. I will be there um, planning to bring Catherine over for her first game in the Joe. Um, so it hasn't every game you've gone with her to you've lost. Yes, we have. Yes. Yep. Yep. Every every game Catherine has been to. We discussed this yesterday with Josh because uh, Josh was staying with me this weekend. But yeah, she was with me for the 2016 MTSU game, I think, in Murfreesboro, where we were up 27 to seven and then lost. I angrily um, watched that and, on my laptop. Yeah, and and had the had the ball first and goal with like thirty seconds left to to win. We were down four and just you Blew know it. first down, second down, third down, fourth down, nothing. Um, I remember. And then she was also uh, at the twenty seventeen South Carolina game, which has already been mentioned on this podcast. So yeah, uh, ready for my heart to be broken. Um, you know, with Catherine attending a game with me, but don't worry. I'm buying a season ticket for myself, but she's not going to be able to make it over to several games. So I'm not buying her a season ticket. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we, we should be able to win some games, but probably not the SMU one is what I'm getting at. Oh, well. Yeah, we talked a bit about that game a couple weeks ago in our schedule preview episode. I guess that's what, three weeks ago now. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week when we do our season preview and try to hopefully, and we'll see who all can join for that one. But make some predictions about how we think some games will go. And if Matt really mm. thinks we will start going four or not, when is the first game? September 4th. Yes. So we are three less than three weeks away. Crazy. How fast it snuck up on us. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this off season after last off season that just never stopped. I'm, I'm happy that we're getting back into football. Yeah. Football is a sport that it is. But yeah. I guess one last thing to do before we wrap it up in and our discussion about this game against SMU. What we often do is pick a player of the game. Who do y'all pick for your player of the game? Amik Robertson. Hey, that's fair. I mean, he had a pick six and pretty much shut down whoever he was guarding. So basically call him Amika Madik. <laughs> uh, dude was on fire in that game. Player of the game for me. Yeah, I, I mentioned mine earlier. Um, Deldrick Canty, who really on the stat line doesn't show up that much. He just had one sack and one tackle, but he was in the backfield on a lot of the plays that ended up being pick sixes or, you know, a fumble or whatever. Like he was just around the football a lot. So 
um, he he gets it for me. Although there was some great play on the offensive side of the ball too. And I'll be a dick and pick Ben Hicks to be my player of the game because oh. without those three interceptions, things yeah, could have gone excellent, differently. Excellent I mean, contributor. Yeah, and his two touchdowns that he threw to Tech players were enough for us to win the game. So there you go. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. I don't know what he's up to. I tried to find him on LinkedIn or something, but he is nowhere to be found. Yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've done an ep- recorded an episode. So I'm not sure. Is there a tweet out there that we should give tweet of the week to? Yeah. So <laughs> tweet of the week may be a loose interpretation here, but I'm going to give it to one from our own account, which Nathan tweeted out. So it's, it's all good. I'm not giving it to myself here. <laughs> um, I mentioned it earlier in the show, actually, December 23rd, 2017, Nathan tweeted out, fun fact, SMU's QB had a lower QBR than tech wide receiver, Teddy Veal, and then a side-by-side picture, um, <laughs> including Teddy Veal's 2.7 QBR and Ben Hicks's like 0.1. So, uh, good, good stuff or no, it's, it's 1.0. There it is. So yeah, good stuff from from Nathan there. Um, so yeah, not really of the week, I guess, but this is our tweet to accompany this look back at this SMU bowl game. Our, our tweet of the few years ago. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our website that has some blog posts up and we'll probably have a few more up as we start to go into the season but more importantly to me, at least, the store is now live. It was live last week, but that was a pre-recorded show. So this is the first time we really get to talk about it. Uh, sh- there are shirts. There are uh, a tank top or two. And even a drawstring bag are up there now. Yeah, I just got my shirt in the mail and it's really fucking cool. I can't wait to wear it. I was going to wear it today, um, but I was doing a bunch of nasty yard work. So I didn't want to like wear my brand new shirt and get it all fucked up. So, um, but I... I'll tweet out a picture of it soon. The the business person to me says, well, you should wear it and ruin it and then have to buy a second one. <laughs> but yeah, the store, the shop is at gtpdd.dog slash shop. And there you can even check out our August shirt of the month, which it's halfway through August now. So soon it will be a different, completely unrelated shirt. Again, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Yeah. And go tech, please don't die. You know, why don't we get started here? Why don't we go through this game as if we just watched it for the first time? Yes, I'm pouring my bottle of wine now. The, the entire bottle? I no. just ran out of beer, so... I don't know if you guys know this about me. You probably don't, but I am a wine connoisseur. It is my favorite liquor. Huh. Wine's not a liquor. Hey, actually, I'm going to go grab another beer, so... So what the uh, fuck is it? Wine uh, is wine? Uh, it's it's, it's a right spirit. Ah, oh, it's a spirit. I haven't had that spirit here since 1969. <clears throat> That's a lyric by the Eagles. It's oh, fun. it's not? No, it's not a spirit, actually. What is it? Your silence. Their spirits produced from distilled wine. Well, then what the fuck is wine? What is it? What is wine? Oh, God.